It's finally happened. 11pm on the 31st of January 2020. In dramatic scenes, Britain has left the European Union, vindicating the faith of Bible believers and signalling the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ from heaven. But how can we say such a thing? Because, as we have long discussed on Bible in the News, the only honest fit for the nation called in the Bible Tarshish is Britain. Consider some of the clues we get from Scripture about this nation. In its origins, it's the name of a descendant of Japheth and is an island or coastal country, Genesis 10, verse 1 to 4. It develops, at the time of the kings, around 900 BC onwards, into an ancient maritime power, 2 Chronicles 9, 21, Psalm 48, 7, Isaiah 2, 16, 23, 1, 60, verse 9, Ezekiel 27, 25. It traded at the time of the kings in ancient global markets, 2 Chronicles 9, verse 21. It was located to the west of Israel, as we read of in Jonah 1, verse 3. It's a source of silver, iron, tin and lead at the time of Ezekiel, around 600 BC, as we see in Ezra 27, verse 12. It's prophesied to take over from the ancient Phoenician power of Tyre, as we read of in Isaiah 23, verse 6 to 7. And then in the latter days, after Israel has been regathered to their land, 1948 onwards, it still exists as a power on the world stage. We read in Ezekiel 38, verse 13, that it is a mother lion colonial power with political offspring and it is a trading power in the Middle East and separate from Europe when a great invasion takes place against Israel in the latter days. By piecing these and other clues together, the only fit as to which nation Tarshish should be identified as is Britain. And in the latter-day prophecy of Ezekiel 38, which the prophet Ezekiel, through the inspiration of God, was caused to write, it depicts the state of the nations just before Christ returns to the earth. In verses 1 through to 9, we read of a Russian, European, North African and Far Eastern confederacy of nations which come against Israel when Israel is at peace. And it's interesting in this context to watch what will happen with Donald Trump's recent proposals in this direction. In verse 13, though, we read of another set of nations, the southern nations of the Arabian Gulf, Sheba and Dedan, as well as the trading power of Tarshish. These are listed as being separate from the invader, and they feebly challenge the invasion. Many Christadelphian students of prophecy therefore expected Britain to be separate from Europe. They're not part of the invading force. Tarshish is separate. Notable Bible students would include John Thomas in his book Selpis Israel and Eureka from the mid to late 1800s. Henry Sully in his book Is It Armageddon in 1915 and Islip Collier in his book Britain in Prophecy in 1930. When Britain entered the EEC, which 
eventually developed into the European Union in 1973, many Bible believers were disappointed because the picture did not fit the prophecies of the Bible. The Tarshish power must be politically, economically and militarily separate from the powers of the EU at the time of the end. Some in faith wrote about this in various publications and many spoke on the subject in the Christadelphian community. Here are a few examples. Quote, Though we do not know how it will happen, Britain will separate from Europe. Milestones, 1981, Graham Pierce. Britain's exit from Europe is inevitable. Unquote. Guardians, 1990, Paul Billington. Quote, Britain has no part in this power of Europe. End quote. Trouble ahead for Tarshish, 1998, John Ramsden. Quote, we do not know what circumstances will cause Britain to change her current direction and eventually come out of Europe, but it is clear that she must do so, end quote. The Bible magazine, 2007. And one from my own pen, quote, we would expect to see Britain distancing itself from Europe. One thing is for sure, the destiny of Britain is not one where it simply becomes a member state of the United States of Europe project, end quote. The Destiny of Britain, April 2016, Matt Davies. At 11pm UK time on the 31st of January 2020, the faith of these Bible believers has been vindicated. As Britain, the Tarshish of Scripture, set sail from Europe to take up its position as the trading lion power of Tarshish in the latter days. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson put it like this in his address to the nation. He said, this is a, quote, new dawn for Britain and that Brexit is, quote, not an end, but a beginning, end quote. Interestingly, the Brexit campaigner Nigel Farage was reported to have said this, quote, I've got to see the sunrise over an independent United Kingdom. This is the biggest constitutional change for us since Henry VIII left the Church of Rome. It's the biggest shift in 500 years. It's the point of no return, end quote. What a dramatic statement for the Bible believer to hear who recognises that Britain is Tarshish and that she sits outside of the political system depicted in prophecy as a beast with ten horns, for example, in Daniel 7. And we know from prophecy that this beast is said to come up out of the Mediterranean Sea and is a symbol, therefore, of a Mediterranean kingdom which we believe relates to Europe. See Daniel 7 verse 2 and 17 to 18. In Revelation 17, this European superpower beast in its final phase is said to have a harlot woman sitting upon it, which is identified with apostate Christianity and particularly the Roman Catholic system. When considering who the ten-horned powers that sit on this beast would be, John Thomas concludes that Britain is not one of these powers. He writes in Eureka, Another objection to England being numbered with the ten horns is that she is not a country of the great sea world. The ten kingdoms were to ascend out of the Mediterranean upon which Daniel saw the tempest raging. But the British Isles, afar off, have no relation to it all. 
Britain's destiny is separate then from Catholic Europe. Her destiny is to be a trading nation and she is set to take up position in the Gulf along with Sheba and Dedan as set out in the prophecy of Ezekiel chapter 38. And Britain is set to become that merchant trading power as the prophecies depict. America, her chiefest lion, is first in line with trade talks starting on Monday. So these are exciting signs of the times because we know from the Bible that when the northern invader attacks Israel, that that is then when Christ and his resurrected and immortalized followers appear on the world stage to save Israel. See Zechariah 14 and Revelation 16, for example. Christ in that day will set up God's kingdom and rule on David's throne from Jerusalem, Isaiah 2, Luke 1, Revelation 5, verse 10. What an exciting Bible in the news, therefore, we have considered this week as we witness the hand of God in world affairs bringing about geopolitics as he has decreed in his word. We are reminded that we are but strangers and pilgrims awaiting a city whose builder and maker is God and not man, Hebrews 11. Small gatherings of those who follow Bible prophecy took place in various places across the world to mark the event and to thank God that we are privileged to witness his majestic hand at work in world affairs. And we hope to place links to the various talks held at these events as they become available on the Bible in the News post for this week. Watch this space and come back and uh, and I'm sure you'll find some really exciting Bible talks which go into more depth on this dramatic topic. And these things should stimulate our faith. In another context, the Lord Jesus Christ sets out a principle of prophecy in John 14:29 when he says, And now I have told you before it come to pass that when it come to pass, ye might believe. We have been told beforehand how the nations will be aligned. We are seeing it come to pass. But do we believe? Let us prepare for the return of Zion's king. The time is short. This has been Matt Davies joining you for another Bible in the News. Come back next time as we watch and wait for the sure return of the Lord Jesus Christ to the earth to re-establish the kingdom of God.